Welcome to the Dogsthorpe Infant School, part of Hampton Academies Trust. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. Eddie and Captain Dave are in the learning journey rocket, ready for takeoff. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. You are listening to Launchpad. Yes, welcome back to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School twice-weekly podcast for parents, teachers, families and schools. Young children often struggle to talk about big emotions that are just a part of everyday family life. Head to Heart Books offers beautiful, illustrated, rhyming children's books and other resources that are relatable and well-researched, and more importantly, they help young children to understand themselves better. Aimed at children aged three to eight, each story provides useful ways to encourage children to think about their emotions and actions. And so Eddie Edster has invited Claire Luther onto the Dogsthorpe Infant podcast today to tell our families, teachers, and Peterborough schools more about the books, the activity packs, and the workshops that she offers. Welcome to the show, Claire. Thank you very much, Dave. It's lovely to be with you. Could you tell us, please, a little bit about what you offer through Head to Heart Books? Head to Heart Books is a small publishing company um, that I founded and set up. And um, it's got a collection of books underneath the umbrella of it. Uh, Six to do with emotional well-being and five to do with character education, values and virtues. And the idea and passion behind the the writing really is to give children well-researched books that have got key relatable words in them that help them understand through a story what they're experiencing so they can draw on their own emotions and they can relate to and say oh I do feel like this or I feel like that Um, they're not really a fix that I think kind of we can see in in kind of current climate that actually we want to to help our children through to build their emotional well-being muscles and give them a bit of resilience so the idea behind the books is um, hooking the kids into the problem they they might be experiencing seeing that there is a possibility of, of managing it or coping with it and what it like what it looks like to kind of get through the other end and possible suggestions that you can carry on into different scenarios um, so we've got the books uh, we well I run workshops um, and I've got some free resources on the website that, that can be um, worked with the book so that there's kind of conversations that can happen at home or in the classroom that further explore the themes Themes that I've chosen is from observation and parenting myself. So they're not kind of random ones plucked out of the air. And I've tried to encompass everything that a maturing, developing brain needs to hear and be modelled from parents. So um, in the Little Pause Hotel series, which looks at emotional well-being, you've got the themes of separation anxiety, which is a classic when kids start a new school or they've struggled to kind of leave parents and be handed over to um, the teachers. Uh, you've got fear of new experiences, so um, 
being worried about something that they haven't tried yet um, and having all those physiological responses like wind, sore tummies, shaking. Um, we've got perfectionism, worrying about making mistakes and what it's like to ride through. It doesn't have to be perfect. Uh, one about being bullied, so the unkindness and how that impacts on a child. One about being the bully, which I think is really important, encouraging our children to see that actually sometimes people are mean because they're hurting themselves. So just getting that conversation started at home. And then the last one is about bereavement and grief. Um, a lot of adults that I've spoken to are very scared of talking about um, the inevitable or a process that they're going through at that time, whether they've experienced a death um, in the family that's close to them, and they don't quite know how to talk about it or what their children are experiencing. So th those six books look at getting conversation started at home. And, um, and then we've got the second series, which is Bracken Wood Collection. And they're about endangered British wildlife. So there's lots of facts weaved into them. I've had conservationists work with us. And um, they're looking at more of the character education, the, the, the kind of the choices and behavior and attitudes we hold. So they're covering kindness, perseverance, respect, acceptance and gratitude, helping to model to our kids what kindness looks like. I'm all about application. I really am keen for repetition to happen, for, um, for how does this look in, in everyday situations, rather than just saying be kind. What does that mean? So showing through the characters and through the story, oh, that sounds like that's um, that's not very nice or that. What do you think about that situation that is unkind? Um, they're all written in rhyme. So I'm keen for kids to have a sense of fun when they're reading it, um, to maybe guess what's coming ahead so that they can predict an, a word and join in with the adult that's reading or supervising with them. And what I've done with each of the books is made sure that they have been crafted and worked alongside with clinical psychologists, educational psychologists, uh, bereavement counsellors, SENs, teachers themselves. I've had focus groups with the children themselves. I've had focus groups with the parents and caregivers so that I know as the script is being formed, um, we're, we're kind of journeying to get to an end product that the kid can pick up the book with the adult. There's no nuances, it's nice and literal, it's honest, um, and it says exactly what the process is. So you've, you've not only got um, the, the application in there, but you've got the emotions and the physiological responses so that the child can draw as much as they can on their own, on their own experience, as I said before. And then at the end of the book, I've got three questions that helped prompt the adult. Um, which can be followed up with the resource packs. So um, they're, they're kind of dyslexic friendly fonts as well, because I'm keen for them to be accessible um, for all children. So, so yeah, they're written in rhyme. And, and the idea is you've got the, the initial problem, the reflection, and then the change. That sounds great. And, and, particularly, <laughs> and particularly for the, um, you know, some of the issues that children go through. I can remember how traumatic it was for me, my very first day, at infant school when I started school and my granddad took me and I can remember it as as clear because I remember it because it was traumatic for me yeah. and all yeah. the things all the feelings in my head and you're going to leave me you're going to leave me and all that d d desertion and all that sort of stuff was yeah. and stepping through that door was so scary that I can remember it 
And um, but that that is such an interesting point, Dave, because that is exactly where I'm hoping to to encourage parents is to have a conversation. So, for example, Olive is about separation anxiety and the fear of being left. And wouldn't it be great to have a story and say, listen, we are going to go to school and today I am going to drop you off, but I am coming back. And you can have fun feeling worried because Olive did, even though her worries were really big as she stepped across that door, she still managed to have fun with friends, even though her tummy felt a little bit wobbly. But who came back at the end? Her owner. And that's what's going to happen to you today. Mm. And then you say to your child, do you think you can tell me what's going to happen today? So you encourage them to retell the story so that they know what's going on. So you've got repetition. You've got an acknowledgement that the tummy is going to feel funny. Yes, it won't feel very nice, but it is okay, And it's normal. If we can have these conversations that normalize, validate and acknowledge what our little ones are going through as their brains are maturing, uh, because they don't have the thinking, reasoning and rationale that the adults do, mm. then we're going to have steadier, more emotionally capable kids. And, um, and, and you, you, the science is telling us that, that it's, that's what our brains need. So that's how I've written the stories to allow for those conversations. And like you were saying, I'll give us a little snippet of one of the books. Well, Olive is left. Um, so she's, she, she basically says, passed into new arms, her owner walks away. Olive does not know how she will cope for the day. Her whines turn to yelps, her fears grow and grow. And then the door closes. Slam. <gasps> oh, no, don't go. Shivering and shaking, Olive wants to run to return to her home back with her loved ones. I really don't like it when my family has gone. I am nervous and worried and it all feels so wrong. So I'm encouraging the children to literally sit in. It's completely normal. And then for the parent to say, did you feel like that today? Or do you think you might feel like that? Or are you feeling like that? And then let's see what Olive, how she manages and what happens to her. So it's it's kind of initiating and, and skilling the parents as well, I think, yeah, yeah. To, to be bold enough to have these conversations. A lot of people will come up to me and say, oh, Claire, I'm just too nervous. I don't know what to say. Um, I don't know how I don't want to say, are you worried? Because I don't want to label it or I don't want to say my kid's anxious Um, or without realizing it. We might even be having a conversation with our child kind of at knee height, but speaking to another adult saying, oh, Shelley's so anxious. I don't know how we're going to cope tomorrow. All these things they're listening to. So if we can provide just a quiet moment to run through things with them and say, oh, this doggy or this turtle dove or this water bowl felt like this. Do you remember? Why don't you tell me how you're feeling or where in your body does it feel funny? Uh, We're just resourcing, you know, kind of giving the kids the bounce back that they need to be able to explore and express. And the thing I like about these books, Claire, and I looked on your website and I've been having a browse through it all. (laughs) And and why I want to get you on the show was that it hits in two different places, really, because it's it encourages parents to think about buying this book for their child and to deal with some of the family issues that are Mm. around and, and what the child's going through as something comes along, you know, like it does in family life that maybe sibling rivalry kicks in or maybe there's a bereavement even if it's only a pet something and it can affect that child so deeply and that's why I think your books hit on that angle but also um the books are very very good for schools because it tackles all the things you know things like bullying things about being a bully um and and all those feelings uh, um that go on in school 
um, uh, particularly appertaining to to what your books offer. And that's why I looked at it. I thought, I've got to get Claire onto the show <laughs> because those books are, are really wonderful, listeners. And uh, we'll talk about the website and where you can find it. Now, the activity packs, yeah. what, what, what are they all about? So what I what I wanted to do is because I feel so passionate about the books, I'm not going to be there the whole time to tell people about the books. But I thought, great, if, if a parent and child are responding and they're having some time together where they're understanding the story and they're enjoying it, how about furthering those conversations through a bit of um, kind of detailed questioning maybe or a bit of comprehension that you can involve the children with where the adult is leading but you've got crafts that come alongside book related themes and um because because i'm appreciating the the kind of awareness i think in in our kind of culture at the moment of parenting responsively so not reacting but actually responding to their needs emotionally um, I just thought it would be really good and useful and hopefully helpful to just free download these activity packs that gives the parents all the teachers. So they've already got their, their lesson sorted, um, some structured questions that get the child to do a bit of comprehension or find out what each page says and then have a deeper discussion. Maybe well, what are the feelings that are brought out in that? And then a few activities that are craft based. So if kids find it difficult to read or kind of process the information from text they can do a bit of illustration or drawing um, and just an opportunity in as many different ways to retell the story repetition is key and if we get the kids telling the story and understanding it they then get to explore and what happens is they unhook some of their experiences so I had um, in a school um, I think I've mentioned it before in another um, chat but there was a, a a child I went to visit or a class and this three-year-old was listening to the story of Olive and they went up and got to the loo and I said to the teacher just check that that kid's okay because I think he's got up at a key moment in the story and you start to notice these things as you go around different schools how kids respond to each story and he came out and he, he joined us after the story and I thought well I'm just going to use one of the resource packs to do a bit of coloring with him and have a chat and, and I said I noticed that when Olive was left at the hotel and the door closed. You didn't, didn't like it. You looked like you were quite upset. And his chin kept on wobbling. And he said that um, he's not seeing his mummy until Thursday because she's working. And then he knows that a babysitter's coming and he felt really sad and he was worried that he wasn't going to be seeing her. And, and obviously he's got his parents working, fair enough. But the consequence of that is he's trying to process, well, I'm not going to be with them and I'm feeling really anxious. So we tied it all up together and we talked about Olive and we said that even when your sleeping mummy comes back, so you know that when you wake up, she'll be there. And we kind of broke down his worries and he started feeling a little bit better. They didn't go completely, but they went from being enormous and avoiding the story to, to being engaged in it. And I think with the activity packs, that's what I'm hoping. That, that parents who, who are feeling ill-equipped or a bit nervous about starting these conversations, I've literally spoon-fed, um, spoon-fed you really, to give it a go. Because we the, the more frightened or avoiding we are in our own choices and behaviour, if the kids are modelling from us and they don't hear and see these kind of conversations happening before a crisis point, then how are we going to help them? 
and I always find it very interesting you know we, we maybe at school there's some clubs or if we're lucky enough to join them up we join them up because we want them to learn new skills so they might do a chess club or they might do a football club or they might do um you know a hula hoop club I don't know whatever they run and yet home is where the emotional well-being and frame of reference and modeling happens and if, if we can be a bit more on top of that and a bit more involved with our kids on choosing specific stories that address these kind of things, I think we can make a big difference. And I think having those conversations early gets me very excited. You can tell that. You can, <laughs> you can sense the enthusiasm in your voice. And, and that's a good thing, too. That's a, that's a really good thing, too. You, you mentioned that you go into schools. Do you do school yeah. visits then? I do. So I work with a lovely agent called Speaking of Books um, and Ellie Powling organises my um, visits for me. And the idea is, is to go into an infant or junior school and, and work with them from nursery right through to year six if they want, um, looking at reading the stories. Um, I've got a few puppets that I take with me. So I meet the characters with the children. They're involved from the very beginning. And I show them a few photos of my dog hotel. <laughs> And, um, and then I get the books out so they see them, they get to touch them, and then I read them one of them. Um, and dependent on whether the teachers have specified they're covering a specific theme or not, I will then pick what, what the children respond to. Um, and I tend to pick one from each series so they get a sense of um, kind of character development. They won't know that, but you know, values. Uh, core values there's lots of core values often put up on the um, school boards around the school and one about emotional well-being and I try and then have a discussion afterwards um, with uh, looking at how we can recognize ourselves that we're going through those things how we can empathize because we have to learn empathy what does that look like to see someone else feeling upset or or having an unkind experience happen to and then how can we come alongside that so you're kind of having it from all these different angles which again they're they're oblivious to because they're enjoying the <laughs> the entertainment but actually by engineering it that way and encouraging the kids to properly think they are so resourceful without realizing it um, and that's the other interesting thing I think as parents we can sometimes try and fix them too quickly. We want it to be okay. We don't like them being upset. So we'll offer solutions. But when you're getting to discuss with them in this way, you hear what they're observing. You hear what they're experiencing. So you've got all these tangible examples right in the potty of your hand yeah. to, um, to then use and explain the story from their experience, which I think is where the energy comes from because they, they kind of get it you see them visibly getting it. Um, I was at a school on Monday and um, we were talking about um, a turtle dove, Tessa the turtle dove is very judgmental about appearances. So she's having a right old party, midsummer day party and inviting all the guests. And as they come in, she looks at them and she says, oh, that bunny looks dirty. It, mu it must have fleas. Oh, that toad's old and gray. It must be boring oh, those butterflies have massive eyes. They look really weird. And um, a centipede comes up alongside her and says, you've got to realize that what you're saying is unkind and I don't want to hear what you've got to say about me. <laughs> I need to tell you that the bunnies are actually really clean because they lick their fur, that the butterflies can see in full color because of their big eyes, that Toad is actually very wise because of his age. 
So before you go speaking about what you think, why don't you get to know them first? And right. valuable lesson for our kids, because what do they do first? They are so literal, they will judge what they see, but they don't yeah. understand about just taking a bit of time to ask a question or saying, are you okay? Or my name is, um, and you just break it down and you start to help them understand with, with the kind of their choices, what, what choice they need to make. Now, I've got a question here. He's with us, listeners. Eddie's here, and he's nudging <laughs> my knee because he wants to know all about this doggy hotel. Well, I used to look at... So I, when I was working as an occupational therapist, I was working in acquired brain injury. So I've got a lot of my background uh, in communication from that. And I went part-time when I had my children, um, who are now 18 and 16. So I've obviously parented through the early years through to the teenage years. And I went part time and I started looking after dogs because my husband didn't want a dog. And um, that then kind of ended up transferring and transitioning to me stopping the therapy work and being a full time mum, uh, writing these stories, but running the kind of the dog weekend stays. Anyway, we got our own dog and someone rang me up and said, oh, because um, it's a Dachshund. I've got a sausage dog myself. They said, oh, Claire, I hear you specialize in Dachshunds. And I just waited a moment and I thought, yeah, I do. <laughs> so the hotel started from that conversation. And so I've been running it about nine years. I've got six dogs a day. They're all sausage dogs. They get dropped off from oh. commuters or people staying over and having a holiday, whatever. Um, and so, yeah, we just we have six coming in a day. So while I'm writing, um, yeah. um, I'm looking after these little, little gorgeous oh, four-legged friends. Ed is looking glum now because he's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. So I'm guessing you can't go, Ed. Oh, sorry, Ed. I, yeah. So I've got, I've got a dog biscuit. I'll get, I'll <laughs> so where can people go to find all these wonderful books and these activity packs and oh, where they can get you. hold of you? Yeah, brilliant. So because I'm quite a small independent company at the moment, um, I'm not on any of the big platforms, so I'm not on Amazon. Um, but you can go to my website, which is Head to Heart Books, and that is um, the number two. So it's head and then the number two heartbooks.com. And all the books are there to buy individually or within a pack. So I've made it available that you can buy the pack for a little bit less if they appeal to you. Um, and you just type on there and you can buy from the cart. Now, listeners, as always, all you have to do is go into the text on the podcast and make click on the link and it will take you straight to Claire's website. And then you can find all out the wonderful treasures that she's she's got <laughs> on offer there. It's a fantastic website and it's well worth a visit. Oh, that is really kind. Well, thank you, Dave, for having me on. Well, that's it for another week, folks. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad. They'll have more great guests, more places to see and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So, be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. The podcast to encourage young stars to dream.
believe and shine.